Real news plus real information for we the people. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies. Hope you're doing well today, brothers and sisters. Keep your head up, keep a smile on your face. And keep that joy in your heart as you know that you have a relationship with God Almighty that has got you here today alive. So be thankful for every single day and continue to defend the Constitutional Republic of these United States, the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights as we are our brother's keeper. So it's up to us to continue to defend the documents that help to keep us free. Yes, it doesn't seem like that a lot of times because there is so much there is so much corruption, conspiracies to commit crimes, and many other things that are happening. Yet the mockingbird media wants us to focus on the guy or the girl on the street corner that's doing something instead of the high-level criminal cabal members that have continued to facilitate this coup d'etat against these United States, a constitutional republic, and against the free people of the world in this overall arching hypocrisy that they continue to talk about as far as medical benefits whenever all that we know now is everything that they said was a lie. And they ultimately convinced the sheeple to get the V-jab clot shots in order to now poison them over a period of time. All of this, in my humble opinion, comes from and originates from an ideology of eugenics work to where they literally called and stated that they wanted to have a race improvement. And that was to conduct, uh, you know, programs and situations to create systems that would eliminate reproduction from the weak and feeble-minded, the morons, the ones who have a propensity to commit crimes, and the ones who are born into poor families generationally. This is something that the eugenics people that are called the high-level scientists or they are given accolades like Margaret Sanger, even though all those people are, is killers. They're generational killers because they have the same ideology and it just goes from generation to generation. This didn't start right now. This goes all the way back to Babylonian times. During the Greek and Roman times of sacrifices and of slave systems that were perpetuated via a controlled army of people who always looked for someone to isolate as the victim. And now we're seeing that in spades with reverse racism, with screaming at rational-minded, logical people that they don't go along with transgender, homophobia, bisexual phobia, and all this nonsense whenever that's a mental disorder. 
but they want the logical-minded people to feel guilty about not accepting this. It's all about mind control with trauma-based mind control systems that are the fake news, the mockingbird media, that is paid crisis actors. These people think they're doing something whenever in reality all they're doing is being puppets because they're reading off of a teleprompter. We don't have any of that scripted information. We do deep research into these topics prior to coming out here and talking about them. So I have all confidence that this discussion brought forward regarding eugenics and some of the modern day people that you think have been elevated as successful business people have not been elevated at all. They have been placed into these roles in order to continue to perpetuate the common lie that abortion is a reproductive health right. It's not. It's murder. And all of those young men and women that participate in it have been guilted for years because they killed a child. And then you've got the ones that continue to do all these drugs and all of these things in order to try to cope from the mental and emotional pain that they felt from what they did. Not to mention the companies like Planned Parenthood, which is nothing more than a murdering organization. It's not reproductive health. If it was, then they would do an honor to the babies that are murdered and bury them in an honorable way, but they don't. They cut them up and use them for scientific quote-unquote research by psychopath sociopaths that continue to go down this line. And all that they've ever done, I'm going to tell you exactly what the sociopath and, and psychopath scientists quote-unquote have done. They only can try and continue to attempt to do as God has done because everything that they do, they're trying to do what God has already done. But see, they don't want to tell you or for you to believe in God because then that would remove their focus and their power and their authority. And I'm telling you by the word of God that there is no way that these people are doing anything that is beneficial to humans. Yet rather, they are continuing to push forward more sophisticated ways in order to kill brothers and sisters. That's literally all that they have ever done, is they had continued to evolve how they exterminate brothers and sisters. And I'm going to go to, before we go to this very detailed uh, report by Mr. Corbett, that uh, we need to, to know Matthew 24, 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. I hope you understand that we're out here every single day, brothers and sisters, providing these talks in the form of a podcast in order to hopefully educate you about what has been going on so then you in turn can take action steps in order to bring justice to the people in your local area. And then as we start taking back control of your local areas, 
Then we start moving into regional partnerships that we, the people, start unifying and moving against this criminal cabal because it's not that many people. I keep saying that. Comparatively, this is a small group of very selfish, narcissistic people that continue to try to move these things forward. And then they try to tell you that they're philanthropists when they don't give away a single dollar. They don't give away any research. They don't give away any assets. They don't give away anything, yet they have the audacity to call themselves philanthropists. That's the lie that you are continuing to hear. Just like the United States of America is democracy, when it's not, it's a constitutional republic. But you see, if you don't know these lies, our lies, then you're going to regurgitate them and repeat them to somebody, and then they're going to think that it's true. So you have to make sure that you protect the integrity of truth by knowing it and then by speaking it to others so we all know what's going on. As this is Neo420 Talks, the podcast, speaking truth against the lies. It's fundamentally about ideology. And I think opposed to the idea of freedom that I would like to see manifest in the world are the people who want control. And I think one of the, the, the real ideologies that they cling to, that is almost a religion for them, is eugenics. It was developed in the late 19th century. It was, the term was coined by Francis Galton, who, of course, was a first cousin of Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin-Galton being a mixture of both their lines, because they interbred their Darwin and Galton and Wedgwood families all interbred to become this kind of mix that's actually called the Darwoods. Um, because they interbred with each other so much, because they believed they were going to create a, a superhuman race. Are they around today? Uh, of course, yeah, absolutely. And in fact, if you trace the lineage of the eugenics idea and the eugenics society and follow it down, a surprising number of directors of various eugenic societies in Britain, even in America, had some sort of familial relation to the Darwins, the Wedgwoods, the Huxleys, uh, the, uh, the Galtons. These are family lines, in a sense. And that, that makes sense, because, of course, their main idea is certain families have certain genes that just make them better able uh, to rule over other people, essentially. This isn't some conspiracy. It is out in the open. They have written about this extensively for a century now. And you can look at the history of the development of this eugenics idea and its exceptional popularity. It's difficult in 2020 to understand how popular an ideology this was, but it was the global warming rock star super science of its time. Everyone who was anyone had to pay lip service to it at least, if not fervently believe, that we have to engineer a better human species through promoting the best people having more children and, and also making sure that bad people don't have children. The Institute of Criminology in New York was administered by Rockefeller's own Bureau of Social Hygiene, and staffed by workers trained at the eugenics record office. Fueled by the support of America's rich and powerful, the field of eugenics transformed from the quaint hobby horse of a few mad scientists into the social cause of an entire generation. Economists, politicians, authors, activists. By the 1920s, everyone who was anyone was extolling the need to eradicate the germplasm of the lower stock.
Marie Stopes, the celebrated family planning pioneer who founded Britain's first birth control clinic in North London in 1921, railed against hordes of defectives, calling for the compulsory sterilization of those she deemed unfit for parenthood. Tommy Douglas, now venerated as a hero in Canada for his role in founding the nation's healthcare system, submitted a master's thesis to McMaster University advocating that subnormals, defectives, and morons like those with low IQ or physical abnormalities be isolated on a state farm or in a colony where decisions could be made for them by a competent supervisor and called on the government to certify mental and physical fitness to stop the unfit from breeding. John Maynard Keynes, the economist who gave us the Keynesian economics school that is still popular among central planners today, was himself president of the British Eugenics Society from 1937 to 1944. Alexander Graham Bell is still revered as the inventor of the telephone, but was in fact an early supporter of Charles Davenport and a founding member of the Eugenic Records Office Board of Scientific Directors. He openly campaigned for the eradication of the deaf race by governments intervening to stop deaf people from marrying. Nobel Prize-winning playwright and author George Bernard Shaw advocated for the creation of a government panel that would require everyone to justify their existence before it. If they failed to do so, Shaw thought those people should be killed by the state. What is the connection with eugenics and um, abortion? Is there a connection there? There, there is, actually, because uh, Margaret Sanger, who was the founder of Planned Parenthood, was an explicit, on-the-record, vocal, and very active eugenicist. The most merciful thing that the large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it, end quote. And just in case there is any confusion about what the driving agenda and ideology behind the American Birth Control League and Planned Parenthood really was, she wrote at the, about this in great length in various essays and articles and in the Birth Control League uh, official pu pu publication, where she wrote things like, quote, The campaign for birth control is not merely of eugenic value, but is practically identical with the final aim of eugenics. And, quote, eugenics is the most adequate and thorough avenue to the solution of racial, political, and social problems, end quote. Of course, poor people, and yeah, it just so happened that a lot of these poor people were black, but um, she spoke at Klan rallies and things like this. But now, of course, we give the Margaret Sanger Award to people like Hillary Clinton, who fight for women's rights by promoting abortion and helping Planned Parenthood. I have to tell you that... Um it was a great privilege when I was told that I would receive this award. Uh, I admire Margaret Sanger enormously, her courage, her tenacity, her vision. Thanks uh, to all of you uh, at Planned Parenthood uh, for all the work that you are doing for women all across the country and for families all across the country and for men who are have enough sense to realize you're helping them all across the country. <laughs> One issue that really grabbed me as, as urgent uh, was were issues related to population, uh, reproductive health. But did you come to reproductive issues as an intellectual? When I was growing up, my parents were always involved in various uh, uh, volunteer things. My dad was uh, head of Planned Parenthood.